0: It's the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, episode 11, Schools Like a Punk Show. This episode is brought to you by the Illinois Digital Educators Alliance and IdeaCon, being held from February 24th to 27th in Schaumburg, Illinois. For more info, go to ideaillinois.org.
1: What's up, Punk Rock Classroom crew? Good morning, good afternoon. Maybe it's the evening time, maybe you're commuting, maybe it's your plan time. I am Mike, Principal Extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh
0: Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And crew, we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Let's get together, let's uh, make our classrooms like a punk show. We want to bring that passion, we want to bring that unity, and a little bit of DIY attitude to what we do.
1: Yeah, you don't have to be a punk or listen to punk rock to bring that punk rock mindset to your school. We can all be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms
0: podcast. All right, Mike. So this episode, we are diving into something we talked about before. We talked about making your classroom like a punk show. But this time, we want to expand that scope a little bit. And we want to talk about uh, turning your schools into a punk show. And so, you know, we're going to lean in on, you know, what does it take from both leaders and what does it take from teachers in the building, educators in the building, to create that punk rock classroom mindset school-wide. So, you know, when we're we're talking about this – you know, when we talk about a punk show before, what that looks like, you know, everybody's involved, everybody's on fire at the show, you know, it takes a whole bunch of people being involved, there's a lot of hands on decks to make this happen, and like we've talked about, it's that passion, it's that, you know, unity, and it's that DIY that we found at punk rock shows that we want to see come to schools and classrooms. So Mike, I want to ask you, when as a principal, right, you, you lead an elementary school, what do you do? Uh, how do you bring that attitude? What do you see yourself doing? When we talk about before the show, what does that look like for you to set the stage for your school year as a leader on campus? Right. So,
1: you know, thinking about this, you know, I, I've always said, you know, culture is everything to a school. It's going to either make or break you. You're going to, it's going to help. The type of culture you have is either going to show your school successful or not Um, you know, meeting the needs and progressing our students forward. So like for me as a principal, um, you know, before the show, I think about, you know, let's take the summer months, for example, you know, I work 12 months out of the year. So I'm spending a lot of time, you know, prepping and preparing what I need to do, what I want to do and help implement in our school. So you know, it's the same thing as like, like the bands. Cause I think when we would go to the punk shows and you've talked about the Boy Sets Fire show a lot, which is a yeah. perfect example. When the whole place was just electric, everybody in that small venue was a part of the show. And that's what we need. Now, Boy Sets Fire is the one that did all the hard work beforehand. They wrote their songs, they practiced them, um, you know, they recorded them, they got their messages out. So as a leader, that's kind of what I'm doing over the summer. You know, I've got some committees, some teachers will come in, we'll sit down, we'll work on initiatives, you know, PBIS, how do we want to roll that out? Our SEL, what, what kind of new initiatives do we want to get to meet the social, emotional needs of our students? So we're kind of laying all that groundwork down in the summer beforehand. Um, and then when the year comes, because we want everyone involved, just like at the show, all that hard work we put in, Kind of behind the scenes now we can bring everyone together um those first few days first few weeks of school to get them all to get them all involved um so that's one aspect i look at comparing you know before the show to um you know being an administrator but also it's just like we would expect the teachers you know i i don't want to come in in my morning be spent in my office you know writing the morning announcements down checking my emails uh, getting the marquee updated that's that's not what I should be doing in the morning before the show like when we go to the punk shows bands would be outside in the street as we were waiting to get in the venue talking to people in the crowd they'd be in the hallways they'd be in the in the general standing room when we're waiting for a band to play or you know, they'd be standing with us. I remember watching AFI and Lars Fredrickson from Ransom was standing right next to me because AFI was playing on stage, you <laughs> know? So that's what I need to do in the morning. As a leader, I need to be visible and they, they need to know, they need to see me right right there next to them. So right. I'm, I'm outside in the parking lot greeting families. I'm in the gym walking around talking to the kids i 'm walking up and down the halls i 'm talking to staff you know there, there's a this this past week's been crazy Josh. I have not been outside in the parking lot um, I have not been in the gym i've been dealing with a lot of you know issues here at yeah. school and but i 'm available for the staff like at a punk show, if the bands were waiting outside to talk to their fans, that meant a lot to those fans so my staff knows they can come find me and let's talk about this. Let's hash it out. Let's fix this problem now um, and be available. So for me as a leader, I kind of look at it that way. One, all that hard work you got to put in before you bring your show to the audience. Right, right. And then also the day of the show, which is every school day for us, just being available and visible and ready and accessible for my staff. And not, not just the staff, the families, students, anyone who might need me being the leader of a school.
0: Right. And I think you're right. Like as an educator, as a classroom teacher, those first, you know, I think we have four days at the beginning of the school year in my district, right? Four days where we get to be together before kids come in. Some districts have more days. Some districts have less days. We've got kind of four prep days at the beginning of the year, right? And that's where leaders and educators set the tone for the year. right Right. like that's the place that's that before the show impact and so i know for me as an educator those first couple days where we've got some pd and we go over nuts and bolts what it shouldn't be is it shouldn't just be an endless sit and get of stuff right? right like right we that's not gonna get that doesn't set the tone and culture for a school for the year right if it's all right everybody here's what we're doing here's the dress code policy. Here is the staff handbook. Everybody make sure you sign it. Right. This year, we're going to do PBIS. Don't forget to fill out your minor incident report. Right. Like that doesn't, that's not going to do it. When when we're talking about starting new initiatives, right. When we're talking about that, that what we want to do to reach kids, right. How are we going to do that? That tone is set in those first few meetings you know my my wife is a principal uh at a at a at another high school and she set the stage this year um she's a brand new principal on this campus and she was a student at that high school she was a teacher at that high school she was an assistant principal at that high school and now she's now she's the principal of that building right wow and so she is she's been in that community for a long time her parents still live in the same house that she grew up in right right and so she reached out to a bunch of past graduates you know from uh long ago to to current graduate students that she had and reached out and said you know what i want to build culture on this campus and they started the school year talking about the legacy of their high school and so she did a flip grid and asked all a a bunch of graduates to film a video about what dobson the high school that she's principal of what it means to them right and set the tone for what that looks like and so she had the first uh the first student body president was in the video right did a video for like what the school meant to him you know past graduates put stuff in you know and it was this really cool way to set the tone for the school year about we want to talk about what our legacy is as a building we want to talk about what we mean to kids and no one in those videos talked about you know that lecture on you know <laughs> uh <laughs> polynomials that's that's really the thing that got me, right. right it wasn't that it was about the relationships and the feeling that that campus provided those students and so when we start the school year as educators As leaders on those campuses it should really be like how do we how do we define who we are for this school year or how do we reaffirm what we do here right you know Simon Simon Sinek talks about what's your why you know if if you can figure out what your why is as a campus before the show happens right you know to throw it back to boy sets fire boy sets fire knew why they were writing songs right. they knew why they were there and they put on a hell of a show and so as educators as building leaders we should really figure out what our why is so that when we come on campus every day we're there we're focused we're like focused like a laser on why we're doing it and everything we do is on that foundation right
1: well it's so true because all right, so we have two days of Institute before the, the students come. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you think about it, a, when a band's on stage, they set the tone, they set the energy level for their show. If Boy Sets Fire got up there and they just were going through the motions, you could tell there's no passion, no heart in the songs they're playing. The energy in that crowd is not wouldn't have been as, as you know, Electric as it was when you were there. Right. So, as a leader, I need to set that tone. So, if if I sit in front of my staff those first two days and I go through PowerPoints, like you said, I go through the handbook, the basic things that as professionals they can read honestly just read on their own and sign off. So we can, we so, can, Mike. We yeah, can read? believe it or not, you can make your own <laughs> copies. You can read the handbook on your own. But so check this out. So what our district does, and um, I voice my concern over this. Um, you know, we, we all come together as an entire district at the middle school. Cause that's our biggest campus. Okay. Um, but then each elementary school, we break out and we stay there and we have to do our, basically our opening to just our staff in a room. I, huh. I always get put in the art room. Now I have stressed my, I don't like this because I rather welcome, I, I love coming together as an entire district. Right, we right. need to do that. But when I welcome just my staff. I want to do it in our building, in our home, you know. Right. So this year, you know, the other principals we were kind of brainstorming, and they're like, "Well, what are you going to bring with? Are you going to bring like these scores to go over and do this?" And I told them, "I go, I'm not bringing anything with me. I'm not bringing one piece of paper for my meeting." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I go, "No." I'm like, "I'm going to run that half a day meeting in that build in the, in the art room of the middle school with just me, my voice." And we're going to do some activities and get up and that's going to set the tone because if they see me and my, I've been in my building for six years, most of my staff, you know, there's been very few, few turnovers. A few people have retired over the years, but pretty much we have a very, um, stable staff, you know, our retention rate for staff is high. So to me, that's, that's a good sign. Like I'm doing something right, you know? Yeah. And, but if, if I went up there at the beginning and, and just did that boring thing that's what they're gonna take. That's their first taste of this school year. Right. And that's
0: who wants that?
1: Teachers you know? are gonna who wants it? And teachers are gonna kinda not not all of them, but there's a good amount of teachers that are gonna feed off of the energy or the level that the leader sets, and that's what they'll bring to their students. So I expect excitement, fun, movement, laughter you know, collaboration, kind of making, making, making fun of ourselves and failing. So that's the type of activities we're going to do as the staff, you know, right. um, because education should be fun. You right. could still get the hard work done. You could still get your, reach your end goal, but why not have fun doing it? So, um, and that's all I, you know, before the show type
0: of, uh, right and i think we that, need to do. i think that's totally right and so once we start the school year right when the school year starts to roll along um, we know that you know we've talked about it before as as class as classroom teachers we want to make sure that students are involved in what's going on right like give right. students voice give students you know uh, some some autonomy in the classroom give students the ability to sort of like lead the learning and make sure everybody's involved, because that's what we see at a punk show, right? Like, we have right. all those, you know, like, the crowd is engaged and involved and on it. If you've been in a pit before, you know that that show is the crowd's show, right? Like, right. that's what it's like. So let me ask you, Mike, as a as a leader on a campus, how do you make sure that the, you know, the educators in your building are involved the same way that we want students to be involved, right? How does that happen? What do you look for to do that? Or what do you want to get better at when we talk about that?
1: Well, it comes down, you know, if I went up there and I had a a great, fun, engaging first two days of institute with the staff and they're pumped up, and then that was kind of it. They didn't really see much more of that from me until the next faculty meeting a month down the road, <laughs> yeah. um, that's not going to work. So, you know, just kind of modeling and being part of what they're doing. You know, I've, teachers to, to have ownership, you know, one, not every decision needs to come from me because one, I'm not an expert in anything. You right. know, there's, there's a lot <laughs> of areas, you know, you and I had a conversation the other night, like neither of us are data nerds that love or fully understand analyzing the data so things like that you know I ask for help I get them involved in it and a lot of times you know before because even though I feel we have a very open collaborative culture here in my building Mm -hmm. um, there's times where if I sit down with a committee or a group of teachers and I kind of have my opinion on whatever we're working towards maybe it's you know an SEL initiative and I have my vision of what I like to see I don't share it right away because even though we're pretty open and i you know we all know we're on the same playing field. it's not like me above them. Um, there's still kind of sometimes because it's the boss, people right. are gonna want to because I say what I want almost kind of follow that suit, like thinking like that's what I want them to just say what I want so I'll hold my opinions back and I let them all speak, and we have conversation and that's the key like having conversations with the staff so their voices get heard, their input gets put into whatever you're trying to do, whether it's PBIS, SEL, maybe you're changing, um, you know, the layout or, um, decorations in your building. Maybe you're planning a party. Maybe you're planning a new schedule. I don't, whatever it is, they need to have some say so in it. And not, not everybody, you know, maybe you get a couple of representatives or whatnot, but you got to split up. You can't keep picking the same people for every committee. Cause we all know, we all know there's those teachers who will sign up to do everything. Oh, I'm,
0: Which I'm, is, I'm, I was that teacher, right? Like I, my job, you know, <laughs> takes me away from that, but I tell you what, there's this phrase that I live by. Like I would rather be at the table than on it. Right. Like, right. <laughs> so I, I want to be, I want to be where the decisions are made. And so I was, that you, person. you know, I was that person who's was like, you know what? I want to be there. Uh, you were making a decision. I'm there. <laughs> right? right. But as you should, but we, st- and, and it's important, you know, and
1: we still have to have, because there's some people who aren't going to sign up on their own but they right. have such great value to put we need to kind of just drag them in like i'm sure you've been at a show before too when you're standing on almost like the outskirts of the pit and you get just sucked into it right sometimes we just got to suck some of those teachers into the pit and get them working and you know they're going to have a fun time doing it and it's going to be great exactly
0: all right let's take a quick commercial break All right. So what's IdeaCon? Well, it's a teaching and learning conference put on by Idea Illinois, and it's designed for all educators, including educational leaders, technology specialists, IT professionals, librarians, instructional coaches, and pre-service teachers from pre-K all the way through higher education. So I Illinois Digital Educator Alliance and Ideacon hope you'll join them on February 24th through 27th at Ideacon. Registration is now open, so make sure that you visit ideacon.idelinois.org for more information and to register. That's that's a key thing is like finding those teachers finding those educators is a key role of what leaders do right finding that person to pull into the pit you know like part of my job as as union president is i have to put a lot of people on committees right, right. like district we're we're looking at uh adopting ela curriculum right we're and, and at the same time we're doing a uh an evalu- and a look at our teacher evaluation right and so okay. i've got to find people to be on both of those committees now i could pick the same people Over and over again, who are always my volunteers. But one of the things I try to make sure that I do is, is when we have meetings as, you know, my union group, I try to like have conversations with people and figure out like, oh, they're, they're really, you know, they're tuned in on this. This is my person who, you know, has, you know, they want to talk about um, testing. That's the person I want to go to when that rolls around. Or you find what people are good at through conversation, through relationship building. Exactly. That's what this is all about. You know, we ask teachers to build relationships with students. And if leaders on campuses don't do the same thing, you can't expect a building to be, to to function like like it really should. Right. You know, one of
1: the things... I I learned. I heard a quote, or I was talking to someone over the summer, and and they were another administrator. And basically, they were saying, and I can't remember verbatim, but the the vein of it was, a principal should want to put themselves out of business. Right. Meaning, meaning, I should be able to set the culture of this building so strong and collaborative, and and everyone's unified that I can step away. And it still runs smoothly. Just like in, in, I was thinking about a lot of times you'd be at a punk show. There's no barrier because it's in a small place, <laughs> right. not, not even a real venue. The singer, the lead singer jumps into the crowd. The mic gets left behind. But because everyone is there with the same vision, the same energy, the, the song, the lyrics are still sung by the crowd. You know, maybe the guitar player jumps in and sings the, the verse. But the song doesn't miss a beat right. and the show still goes on. And then after the song, the singer makes his way back up on stage and they go into the next one. That's how a school should function. It shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't need the, the principal, the leader, the administrator to be there to guide it at all times. And that's only going to happen if we brought everyone in, we've created that culture, we built those right. relationships where everyone feels valued, everyone feels their input means something and is working, helping to move towards the good. If we keep picking the same people for the committees, then like, let's say I step out for, you know, I'm going to be gone for a week. because I'm going on vacation with my family. Um, if I, if I haven't created that where we're all in this together, yeah, people are going to look at it as like, oh, well he's gone. And just his favorites, you know, that's how it's going to look like those are the favorites. And, and, we need to get everyone involved.
0: Right. Like leaders, leaders find more leaders. That's what they yes. do. Like if, and, and you think about it that way, like that's what we want to see is we, we want to be able to see like when that, when that punk band, when that singer holds that microphone out or when that hardcore band holds that microphone out right to the crowd and everybody's keyed in on what the, on, on what this is going to be. And they all hit that gang vocal together right because they know what it is and that's really what it comes down to we want leaders to be able to pass the mic to staff but here's the thing it can't just be it takes more than just the leader holding the mic out right? right if if no one in the crowd shouts along or sings along it doesn't matter right so it's not just needing a leader to kind of hold the microphone out there as educators as classroom educators we've talked about this before you've got to get out of your comfort zone and you have to go like I have something to add I am an expert at this thing I'm right. going to lend my voice to it right and right. so like we have to be able to you know we can't just assume that the leader's going to do you know, is going to walk up to you and go, Hey, Mike, I think, you know, you'd be really good at this. Um, so, you know, why don't you do it? Like if you're not going to be the, like it takes both sides of that to right. make sure this happens, you know? Definitely. So we, you know, that's sort of this during the show mentality. That as we go through the school year, you know, leaders are pulling in other educators to help lead. You know, help make decisions about you know uh, the direction of the school. Like you said, like what's this? Um, you know, what's our? You know, okay, the bell schedule is not working. How do we adjust that? Or hey, we just had a we just did our fire drill, and and wow, that didn't go well, right? So instead of trying to figure it out on all on your own, you bring other people in to do that right. work with you. And so here's what I want to know Mike, as a as an educational leader, how do you not only how are you bringing people in, but what do you see what do you see your role as through the school year if it's, you know, not just bringing people into the show, but how do you how do you make sure that or what do you do what do you do during the show that you think reflects this sort of punk rock attitude? Well, we've talked a lot about how I'm never in my front
1: office, you know, and just being there to support the staff, you know, like, and I feel like I've said this before, but it's so true. You know, staff needs to know that a leader has their back. They need to know that when I come into a classroom, it's not because I'm trying to find something wrong to get you or mark you down on an evaluation. It's, I'm here because I want to know what's going on in the classroom. I want to know how I can help you. How can I be involved? How, you know, that's me being the singer jumping into a pit when I walk into a classroom and sit down. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I've talked a lot about having a mobile desk. And I, I got some unfortunate news about a week ago. My mobile desk, you know, I've been with her for about a year and a half now. One of the brackets broke and i can't put my computer on the top anymore because it's not stable oh. so so what i've been doing josh because uh i'm pretty cheap and i don't want to cough up 90 bucks to get a new did, one did you duct tape it <laughs> not yet my brother-in-law he, th- he thinks he can weld it for me but oh all right so, but so check out what i've been doing i've been i got myself my i, I had an extra messenger bag laying around uh-huh. So i got my messenger bag and i got my skateboard and i just head off to the classrooms but now I can't just park in the hallway because I don't have a desk or anything. If I need to work or, or right. type by my computer, so now I mean, literally, I'm just in classrooms all the time now. And you know, if, if I was talking to, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my good friend Kristen Nan, you know, one of the co-authors of All In for Education. Take a take a gamble. Um, and I was talking to her the other day. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to replace my mobile desk. And she's like, why would you? She's like, that seems like so you. Because one of my teachers told me the other day, she's like, you look like a college student skating <laughs> campus to campus with your messenger bag. And I'm like, you know, I don't really miss the mobile desk. And maybe I'll just do this for the rest of the year. And just, it's going to get me in the pit and get me more involved with yeah. what they're doing. And that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I look like, how I need, I need to model what I would expect. You know, I, right. I want to be there as a support. Um, we have a committee right now, um, it's seven of us. And honestly, the teachers on the committee have kind of taken the lead um, on it. And I'm more taking a back seat where, you know, they've really grasped the concepts of what we're trying to do. It's this, this committee that we need to create this document for the state, this plan. And it's kind of nice for me to not be the one feeling like I'm in charge, having to guide the conversations with it, you know? Right. And I think that means a lot when a, a leader is, it, you know, you have to have the humility to, to know you don't have it all, you don't have the answers, and you don't always have to be the one in charge. It's okay right. to take the back seat and say, this is your role. I'm here to support you with it. So that's kind of what, I'm look, what I am look to do during, uh, during the school day.
0: Right. And, I, you know, to kind of wrap up this conversation, we talked about, you know, before the show, during the show, and after the show, right? And, and one of the things in punk rock that we talked about on our Classrooms Like a Punk Show was that, you know, band members – set up the merch table they hung out they were there i can't tell you how many times like i went to a denny's or an ihop or you know the texan was our go-to restaurant in and back in in saginaw michigan where we we'd go after shows right that late night show and we'd hang out and we'd talk you know you know i was in bands and we'd, we'd hang out with our friends who came to the shows or we'd take out-of-state bands to this place with us and, and they hung out with us and, and what is it I, I think what we need is we want to see that same sort of thing for schools, what does it look like after the show? How do you better your practice? How do you connect with your staff and your students after the show? So I know that you 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 know, you and I are in a Voxer group and you've talked about February being like a crazy busy month
1: yeah, because so busy.
0: you are at a bunch of stuff. So do you think as a, as a principal, are you trying to make it to as, event, as many events as possible? You know, I do. And I've always felt that way. Um, you know, there's obviously
1: the events I have to be at, Yeah. but then there's also a lot of events in February, um, or throughout the school year in the summer that we don't have to be at, but I do my best to try to make it to as many as I can. And I bring my kids with as well, because and my wife, it's important for, I feel it's, it's important for my students, my community to see me as I'm a person. I have a family. Like my kids last night, we had a Valentine's Day dance last night, and my kids came and they were in the gym dancing. And a lot of a lot of my students know them from um, you know they go to the local church here, the Sunday school here. So a lot of these kids know my kids, and um, it just was kind of cool to see that. And so I feel you know being visible within the community, um, not just you know you're here from your whatever my contractual time is 8 to 4 right. you know they, they they see me at these other events um and then i think it's important too because i know some administrators you know will get invited to you know staff say hey we're having a, a holiday party at so and so's house and some administrators just they won't they won't break through that wall you know it's like no i'm here you're there i can't mingle with you you know w- i'll I'll go with them and I'll bring my wife and it's fun- it's nice to just in a non kind of in a non work setting right to just connect as people share interests you know i've learned so much about my staff from seeing them with their spouses or seeing them with their kids and just having those informal conversations with them and then one of the other ways i think you know that I would consider after the show is a leader needs to celebrate and acknowledge the successes of their staff. Right. So, you know, I I'll put a lot of pictures on Twitter, on Instagram. I send things to our district to get on our Facebook. Um, we've had a few articles posted in the local paper. Here. So, just kind of showcasing and sharing those those success stories and the amazing things the teachers are doing.
0: I think that that's the key thing, right? We want to make sure that, um, even as educators, right? If we want our schools to be like a punk show, if we want to make sure that everybody's involved, we have to be involved too. And like, you know, I teach at a high school and we have to do two events a year, right? Like that's our duty. As okay. Two a year, right. But, you know, there was a time my, you know, you will find out kids are like, hey, I'm in this play. Will you come to it? And I'm not going to be like, sorry, it's not my duty. I'm not going to go go to that, right. Play, right? Like getting involved in sharing the great things that are going on uh, and seeing your students outside of what they do, right? Outside of the academic realm that you see them in and seeing them succeed at something, you know, maybe athletic or something artistic. And so those are the things that like after the show, I think you're right, like connecting with your colleagues outside of the school day, you know, like you're working with them so much, building those Connections and those friendships, you know, even with educators who might not be in your building, right? Like we've talked about this before. Like building that crew is a universal good, right? right? Like it is good to connect with people who lift you up. So, you know, we've talked about before the show, during the show, and after the show. And Mike, you know, we always ask our, uh, you know, we ask our crew on Twitter uh, a slow chat question. So this week we asked them, "What would you like to see your leaders on campus to do?" to amplify educator voices. Uh, And so we got a tweet from, um, a reply tweet from Miss Anderson, and she says, show their support for their staff to parents. Giving shout-outs to the school newsletter and social media are a good start. But really, I want to know that admins have my back. If a parent goes to them about an issue that I should handle, please send them back to me because you believe in me.
1: I love that. Yeah, because I love that when a teacher says, look, I don't want you to, to, to fight my battle for me or solve my problem. Let me do it. and, then, right. and That's key. Teacher needs to have that relationship with the parent. Uh, Jen Duffy, she said, I think it's really powerful when administrators acknowledge teacher voice in a meaningful way. Hearing what educators are saying and responding by making shifts or changes empowers the educators. And that's so true. When you know you have a voice and people are listening to you, there's going to be more buy-in and support for, for what you're trying to do. We had Noah Carvelis, the punk spaces I've been in where we against unjust hierarchies, top-down rules, and strove to be community-based. I'd love to see a school where those ideas were foundational and hierarchies were broken down as educators slash community members made decisions as a collective. That's good stuff, man. that's That's good stuff.
0: Like we talk about wanting communities, community involvement in schools. And if we don't go out to our communities, if we don't engage them in the work we do, we can't expect them to walk in the door. Right. right? It's not going to happen. We have to find a way to build those bridges together. All right, Mike, this has been a great conversation. We've got a next – our next episode is going to be a little – we've got a little reflection, but then our next full episode – I'm excited about this one. We're going to talk positive classrooms, positive hardcore, right? Love it. I'm I'm excited. Uh, You can follow us, everybody, on Twitter, at Punk Classrooms. You can follow Mike on Twitter, at M. Earnshaw158. You can follow me on Twitter, at Josh R. Buckley. And until the next episode,
1: follow the hashtag – Hashtag punk rock classrooms to be a part of our slow chat and just all the fun stuff we're putting out. Um and you know, if you heard the uh commercial at the beginning and halfway through, Ideacon is coming to Schaumburg, Illinois. I will be there speaking on February 25th. It's a Tuesday at 1045. So come check me out. I'll have uh I'll some punk rock uh classrooms gear to give out and uh let's love to meet some of you guys face to face. So Josh. Yes. What have you been listening to?
0: All right, man. I sent you this track as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh my God. Like I was, I was in uh, my son's gymnastics. I had had kind of a crappy day. I'd been looking at spreadsheets for a really long time. Uh, And this song came on uh, by this band called the Invalids. Uh, And they have an album called, uh, you know, yeah. And, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but like it came out in 2013. I'd never heard this band before. Uh, but there's a song called Sherman is connector and it's literally this punk indie math thing going on. I can't explain it. It's wild. The rest of the album is just as like out there. Speedy. It sounds like jazz punk. Uh, it fantastic stuff. I really dug it. I've listened to it multiple times today. It's been good. It's been really good stuff. <laughs> I will, I will agree with you there. When you sent that to me, that, that first track,
1: I, I couldn't believe how awesome it was and how I haven't ever heard of these guys as well right. I realized it came out in 2013. and I haven't listened to the full thing yet. I've listened to a couple of tracks on it because um, for me. Yeah, what do you been listening to, Mike? Well, Newfound Glory dropped a new track off their upcoming album. Um, and I've been listening to that, I mean, literally nonstop. Um, I've really dug the last two records they put out. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the new one. But, dude, honestly, I told you. February's been so busy. So, almost every event I've gone to these past couple weeks, I've had my daughter in tow with me. And so, when she's in the car, we've been listening to a lot of stuff she likes. And there's this group, Cash and Maverick. Okay. I don't, it's these two brothers. They were, she found them on TikTok. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm choosing to listen to these guys, (laughs) but she's in love with it. So, I put it on for her. Dude, some of the songs are catchy and they get stuck in your head. Um, but yeah, February is a family time, a family month. With driving around all these events with my kids. So that, you know, and and when I, when I can get in a couple singles of new music, I will. But Cash the <laughs> Maverick for me, everybody.
0: There you go, man. <laughs> Guys, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you can give us a rating on iTunes, that's great. That's how other people find out about us. Uh, have a fantastic week. And uh, we hope you tune in to our next full episode and in uh, our uh, Reflection, Punk Rock Reflection episodes. And, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you at the show. See you at the show. Never get that feeling you can go on. Just remember the side it is that you you on. You've got friends with you till the end. If you're ever in a tough situation, we'll be there, no hesitation. Brotherhood's our room.